Hey friends, welcome to the Relationship Pasa Pasa podcast, a bi-weekly podcast hosted by four smart and sassy Jamaican ladies currently living in the U.S. with almost two decades of friendship. Our aim is for you to see a piece of yourself in us and maybe learn a thing or two as we discuss our everyday lives. Thanks for spending time with us. Now, let's jump into our dose of Pasa Pasa. What time is it? Pasa Pasa! Time? Pasa Pasa! Time? Every girl, every girl, every girl, every girl. I owe me a pasta pasta. Stop, girl, why do I drink until I get Drink and rave till I'm on in like my girl. Center, 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 center. Have a top stand. You know who this is. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Relationship Pasta Pasta. Your girls are here with you once more to talk all things relationship. We are super excited to be with you guys again. And before we get into anything, let's just start by introducing ourselves. Again, I'm Soph and Mish. Hey. Carrie. Hey, hey. And Shar. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Well, of course, guys, of course, we want to thank you all for your continued love and support. We truly, truly appreciate your likes, your shares, and all of your encouragements. It is because of you that we are, and we are grateful mm-hmm. that you continue to welcome us into your homes, your cars, and your hearts. Today, we will address a well-deserving topic. We are are we in the month of June yet? What's today's date? Yep, we are in June. June. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're in June. And I'm sure by now we can all guess what the topic is. Juneteen, guys. I am kind of, I'm having all of emotion right now talking about this topic. Um, to be honest, I'm not very well versed on the topic but it's a topic that has brought many emotions since I learned about the day. So I'm super excited to dive into it. We're just going to talk with you guys and we hope that, you know, you can follow along and keep up with us. Well, for those who may not know, and I'm sure by now you all should know what Juneteenth is, but I'm going to give you just a brief background information as to what Juneteenth is. Um, Juneteenth, also known as Freedom Day, Jubilee Day, Liberation Day, and Emancipation Day is a holiday celebrating the emancipation of those who had been enslaved in the United States. It is the oldest national celebrated commemoration of the ending of slavery in the United States. On June 19, 1865, a Union general rode into Galveston, Texas, to announce that the Civil War had ended and slaves had been freed. This is two years, two years, guys, after President Abraham Lincoln's proclamation of emancipation. Two years. Let that sink in for a second. Mm -hmm. Well, why is Juneteenth important? Juneteenth is a reminder that, and I like this quote, I found it and I liked it, so I used it. It's a reminder that nobody is free until everybody is free. 
It should be celebrated as a day when all Americans can liberate and regard, all Americans were liberated and regarded as being created equal. Yet, 156 years later, there are still many Americans that can still, that still have no clue what Juneteenth is. Mm-hmm. It took an officer, and we all are aware of this, kneeling in an African-American's neck to educate many about the day. And that includes myself personally. I too can say I am amongst the ignorant who had no clue what the day was. As a teacher, this is not in any of our history books, at least none that I've taught from. At no point in the curriculum is it the address or mentioned. A day that bears such great importance and carries so much significance. For over 400 years, African-Americans were beaten, enslaved, raped, killed, and not even viewed human enough to enjoy the luxury of this country, but human enough to build it. We're just gonna talk about some questions, basic questions as to how us, how we deal, we are dealing with Juneteenth. So I have a few questions for the ladies and we're just gonna talk about them. And we hope that you guys will consider the questions yourself and answer them as well. Um, just to see just how knowledgeable you are with the top, the subject and, and how you are applying the knowledge in your own life. So here we go. My first question, how much did you know about Juneteenth prior to Floyd's death? Shar. So I, I knew about the day and I knew that it was because um, they were the last set of people to get news about freedom and that it was delayed. I, I absolutely knew about it, but to be honest, um, it was something I knew about, but one, didn't know what to do about it because to be honest, we all went to work on that day. And last year was the first time my job actually gave us off um, on the day. And so I had to kind of reckon with, okay, we know what it means. We know it's important, you know, but secularly it's not. Um, but I feel like I need to make it important. So I did think about my, you know, like just for me, how I was going to celebrate it and what I was about to do. And if this was really going to be a real day off for a long time, or if it was just a one-off thing they're doing because like you're saying of the um, experience with George Floyd, I'm like, is this a one-off thing? I'm like, and if it's a one-off thing, I'm about to educate myself. I'm about to take that day off every year. <laughs> I'm about to celebrate it. And I thought it was, you know, like it's worth it. And so I knew about it in passing. I would say last year is the first year I read about it and decided to give it the respect that I need. I deserve to give it because it's my people them. And um, and it was a thing of, you know what? I probably shouldn't wait for other people to acknowledge and celebrate something before I do it. And so I was like, you know what? Even if it's a one-off for them, it could stay a one-off for them. But come next year, come the year after, it's something I'm going to kind of recognize and yeah so anyway it made me read because I like to get like down into like wormholes so last year I remember reading about it and what I remember reading is that it was actually quite contentious whether or not people wanted to celebrate it and it still is quite contentious whether or not states want to acknowledge it 
um, and how they want to acknowledge it. And there's some states that refuse to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with most of what you just said. What about you, Carrie? Um, I think like Shar, I knew about it in passing, you know, like when you read something, but you kind of just, it's not very real to you. Um, but I do think last year, right, it, it was like you had to learn more. If you didn't know, you needed to find out. And if you knew very loosely, you felt this obligation to understand it better. So I think last year was probably the first year I paid real close attention. And I think like Shar wanted to understand it better to figure out what was I gonna do with this new information for myself. I will say though, one of the times that I did see it in passing was on um, this show that I don't generally love, but it's on whenever I click on the TV. Blackish. Blackish did an episode about Juneteenth. And they do a nice job of like educating in a fun, entertaining way. And I remember seeing that episode probably a couple years ago, maybe. And I remember thinking, huh. And it was like the husband was celebrating it and he was going extra black. And the wife was like trying to be like, okay, all right, pipe it down type of thing. But that was probably um one of the first times I really was like, okay, this is a thing in in the African-American culture that should be general knowledge and should be certainly not just acknowledged, but celebrated in various ways. What about you, Mish? Very similar, except I just didn't, (laughs) had no knowledge of this thing prior to, I mean, I all of the shows, et cetera, that had come up before then, I didn't even see that. Like the Blackish one, I'm sure that came out before last year, maybe, I don't even know. But it it was good once I saw it, but I didn't see it before then. And the funny thing is, is that it's a, it's a Texas holiday. It's a Texas, it's a state holiday. And I do, I do the calendar for our job well, my job. And because it's not a firm holiday, it used to pop up on my research when I'm looking for like holidays to put on the calendar. Um, And I'm wondering if I ever, I have to go back and look to see if I ever put it on the calendar prior to now. Um, But I don't even think so. I never even looked at it. I was like, oh, this is a Texas state holiday, but there are lots of state holidays that I never look into. I don't pay attention to. So this definitely was one of them. I have no idea. And I'm still lacking in information when it comes to Juneteenth a lot. So yeah, I didn't have much information then. I have a little bit more information now, between now and then, but not as much as obviously I should. I mean, I'm up on the basics of it, the whole idea of why it exists and you know the history of it, but I don't know. I don't want to fall into the trap of the holiday that we do now where everything is a day off and you use it to go to a barbecue and you use it to travel, use it to do whatever. It's just so commercialized, all the holidays. Um, And yes, I'm grateful for another holiday on the calendar, but I just don't want to fall into that trap of, okay, it's Juneteenth or it's just a day off or whatever because the kids won't even realize because they're not in school so it's not like they're teaching them in school you know 
they, they probably teach you things in school based on the holidays that pop up. So when Martin Luther King Jr. Day comes up, they're teaching them about that because it's a holiday that pops up on the calendar, but they're not really teaching them about Juneteenth because it's in June, in the summertime. Anybody caring about that? Um, plus, they, they're not trying to teach them anything outside of whiteness. <laughs> so, so that is even a step further. You, you, one, you got to teach them out, about things that are um, outside of what falls in the school calendar. And then two, they got to teach them things that don't fall into the white book. So it's, it's just taking a lot of steps in making sure that um, I try to educate myself first before I try to like pass on any information. But yeah, I didn't really know anything about Juneteenth before now. Had no idea whatsoever that it, it was a real thing um, that mattered to me. So now it does. And I guess now I have to inform myself. Misha, I'm... I'm honestly like you I didn't even know the word until last year when this whole thing came out I'm like June what what are we talking about um naturally it forced me to do a little bit of reading about it I can't tell you that I, I read every book that they wrote about it but it was just I remember when I first heard about it and my husband is a history buff so he knows like literally everything history I remember when I asked him and he started giving me the information I was like wait how come this is my first time hearing about this? Such an important holiday that we should have Take learned about. How come it's the way. first time? Okay. I'm like, how come? And, you know, That's I cool. taught history and it's, I mean, nothing, nothing, nowhere. I have the word even mentioned or anything. And I'm not gonna lie to you, I thought it was very strange that in a culture in America, where so much has happened, a day like this just got swept under the rug. And, and, and even though it was a national holiday, like you said, no one, it's like, let's just give them the holiday, but not enforce it. So it's not a national holiday, I think holiday, it was, um, I think it exists on, on the, the books as a holiday, but it's not one that's um, enforceable. It's kind of like how you have birthday and, you know, like you have days on Google Maps and no one, and it's not like a state holiday where you must. And they recently, I'm pretty sure they had to make it a state holiday because otherwise my job would not have out of the kindness of their heart to it because I work for a state, you know, like they, it has to have a reason for my job to do it. It's not a private company. It so, wasn't a, it wasn't a national holiday though. It's not no, a state because there's still some right. states it's it's up to the states to enforce it because they're still i look like hawaii and two other states absolutely don't even recognize it some states recognize it and don't enforce it right um so it definitely is a state holiday it has been a it has been a texas state holiday for a long time like long obviously long long time i mean it happened in texas so really get it together. I, I, you know misha i was thinking it's actually I don't want to commercialize it. That's not what I'm saying. But I think it's actually okay to bust a barbecue. And I'll tell you why. That's for the first time I... So I knew it existed and I never celebrated it myself. But um, in my friend circles, you know, like I have some good friends and I tend to be attracted to things that are Afrocentric anyway. And so they used to have these, um, like, I, I want to say here and 
food and culture events around mm -hmm. Juneteenth. And they still do. I just can't remember the names because I've never been to one, but my friends have been and some of my family members have been, you know, and it's like a thing for them. So I feel like they do like a celebration of all things blackness. So it could be like a celebration of like black family, you know, and the fact that we're out here, not free, but we out here, you know, in this continuous like process, right? I don't yeah. know. It's almost Yeah, I'm feeling that. I don't know. That's true. Hmm. I still don't know what I'm about You're to right. Now tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so much to learn. Still a lot of information still out there. Still a lot to learn. Still um, a lot to learn. Let's think back up, um, on your job. What new projects or policies have your job initiated um, since the day? I know, Sharifah, you mentioned that your job is, you know, giving you guys the day off. Is there anything yep. else? Did you guys, did your job did anything um, during that time? got a lot of official emails um, to tell us about this new day that we're getting and why, what it, what it meant. Kind of like what you would read um, if you Google Juneteenth. Um, that's what they did to kind of announce that you are now going to start getting this day off, right? Um, and quite frankly, I think they made it like a floater that it could like intersperse with something else. Um, um, but no, my job hasn't done um, anything else besides. Did they give you it this year? Yes, but, but you know what? This year is a Saturday, so I think we can take like the Friday. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm. um, my job is pretty much the same. Um, I think they've done a very good job of communicating about uh, racial diversity. Um, all around, just you know, more communication, more transparency, um, and maybe it's not. I don't know if it's helping at all. I mean, I can't tell from the front end of it if it's helping at all. But there is more communication about it in general, not just oh, it's Juneteenth. Let me send um, a an email or whatever. Just in general, they're being more communicative. So. I don't really know. I don't think they're doing anything specific to Juneteenth. I think they're just doing things to make us more, to make it more an, a, a more inclusive environment or maybe just feel more inclusive. You know, just, I really don't know if there are, and if there's anything that they're doing that will change anyone's outlook, but I, I guess they're trying. So A for effort. <laughs> mm. I do think um, the governor has right made it a state holiday so this year for I want to say the first time we have the Friday off in observance of Juneteenth um, I think to Misha's point I'm in social work so I think race equity and diversity has always kind of been part of the discussion but now there's more commitment, like there's been a creation of offices and they're hiring folks, right? There's this push to really put action behind words. Because I think it feels very trendy a lot of times for people to be like this, we're doing race equity work and we're doing diversity and inclusion work. But when you look at the real measurable outcomes, it's really all conversation. And so I think what I've seen over the last year, 
speaking from my workplace specifically, is real actionable movement. Now, the outcomes of those movements, right? Only time is going to tell if it sustains that momentum, if it actually reaches the, you know, set outcomes. Because I think when we make changes to systems, they have to be measurable. We can't just say we want to talk about a thing more because we could talk a thing to death and nothing right. changes about that thing. So those changes, I think, are yet to be seen, like actual impact. Um, but it's definitely spurred, I think, more action towards the words that we've been talking about for a very, very long time. So that is that is encouraging to see. Okay, I agree. That's definitely the, the that's definitely the culture at my job now. Just like Carrie's saying, not about Juneteenth, but definitely about um, diversity and equity. Um, yeah. I wish I could have similar stories about my job. They did nothing, nada. Not even an email was sent. <laughs> mm. I literally, and to this day, I feel like I'm still apologizing. Actually, I'm not apologizing anymore. What am I saying? I went off. I'm in a group with my coworkers. Uh, a few of my coworkers, and I remember bringing it up in the group, and it was like cricket. No one responded. No one said anything. So you know, you know, back then I'm in my feelings, right? Cause a lot going on, you know. So I'm like, wait. So I said, wait. No one's gonna respond, you know. So no one said anything. And I, guys, I'm not gonna lie to you. I went off. I went off so bad in that group. I was like, because none of you have feeling what I'm feeling and going through what I'm going through. You have nothing to say. You're all a bunch of hypocrites anyway. Did it, did it, did it uh, elicit any reaction from them? Like, did it, no. did it now lead? No. I wanted to one of my, to like. One of the members um, texted me outside of the group. Um, because for me, it, again, I was, it was a very emotional time because with the Floyd thing, it brought back memory of my brother. And I think I told you guys about my brother being beat up really bad by, by police and then like pretty much threatened that he couldn't say anything about it. So when that happened, like it brought up a lot of emotions for me. That was very emotional. I was I was really in my feelings. So when I text them, and it was like a, just a normal, you know, how do you guys feel about what's going on in the country? You know, just regular. And you learn not to mix bit, um, politics with but I figured I was in a group where I could have asked that question and I, you know, I would have gotten a response, mm -hmm. but no one responded. One of the members in the group, she texted me outside of the group. She said, Miss mm -hmm. Hill, are you okay? And my response was, why are you texting me outside of the group? Text me in the group. <laughs> I was like, don't text me outside of the group. Text me in the group. Ask me if I'm okay in the group so I can answer you. Right. She's like, I'm only trying to help. I said, help me in the group. The day after, you know, I called her and we talked about it. And I apologized. I, you know, I explained to her that I was in my feelings. But my job to this day, not one email, nothing. We did get Juneteenth off, and it's now on the calendar that we, you know, we're going to keep getting it. I think that's the only thing, noticeable thing that I can say that they, they, they have done. But apart from that, not even an email, nothing. Mm. Nothing. The school district, so you get a holiday and the school district doesn't talk about it like you, I mean, you guys still are in school in June, we're not. Um, so when the kids get off, I mean, a lot of the, the 
a lot of the holidays that you guys have during school, it's somehow integrated into the curriculum somehow. Like, I mean, they talk about Christmas, Thanksgiving, I mean, almost everything. President's Day, they talk about everything. So maybe at some point, um, it may, they may try to integrate it into the curriculum, but do you find a way to try to integrate it yourself? How is- Absolutely. Okay. Listen, when Martin Luther King Day come around, the only teachers that do anything are the black teachers. And so the two of us, my you, can I just put that out there in the, in the, in the, in my- Required? It's huh? not required. What? We, uh, I, but you know what's even funnier? And when I first started working, we always get MLK Day off. For the past two years, they took it from us. They took it away from us. They were like, not getting it anymore. I'm like, why not take one of the Jewish holidays? I'm sorry for all my Jewish friends out there. But why not take one of the Jewish holidays? They have like a thousand. We literally, we barely have one day. Yeah, we're, we're in school now. So, hmm. yeah, for teachers, usually on that day, we just go and find information. Um, and again, who do you think we're going to find information? Right. You know? I agree. Because in my mind, you need yeah. to know. Right? I know 100% agree with you. And that's why some people are salty on 4th of July because Black people weren't even free on Independence Day. <laughs> Seriously. Very I mean, true. it's a very, very serious thing, but... As I said, I don't care about no holiday. Holidays, that day off that they can tell you, they can sell you on when you start in your job and say, we get X amount of days. That don't mean anything because you're not telling us anything about the holiday. I mean, I have no idea what's happening. Like we get um, what you yeah, call it me, off. But. For the job I, one, I think the question is to me, like the role of work and school, right, are beyond the holidays, right? So it's like, there's the holiday, but there is really a lack of a culture about understanding real history. Right. And that's the real problem. Like, I, you know, give me the holiday, sure. I'm gonna sign up because you give me 15 holidays off, sure. I don't know that I'm looking to my employer to tell me about the purpose of the holiday and educate me. Right. I am looking to my employer to create a space where there is equity, right? I, like exactly. I feel like, that's yeah, what I'm I saying. Think, I feel I like completely school, agree. I think the school should be teaching the kids. I don't oh no, my the school job. should be teaching the kids hundred and ten percent. What does my job need to teach me? I like that they make the space for it, you know, and um. No, the schools should be, but I think that's the overall issue with the education system, period. Like this, right? I think a few of, um, I don't know, Shar, I think Shar sat in on this. This woman um, did a webinar about black education. This was a couple months ago and it was phenomenal because they had, right, these educators speaking to Soph's point about all that's missing in the curriculums and how they had to create that body of work for their students in places like Newark like Patterson, right? Like wherever those pockets are, where you have a majority of the kids are black and brown kids. Like how can mm -hmm. the history books not include you? Mm -hmm. It's a disservice to the kids. 
that is his own body of work that I'm even going to go into today, but it's, it's egregious. You're, you're, you're so right, right. A big chunk. And I, again, I taught history for one year. Um, and a big chunk of the history book is on Columbus discovered America. The, the yeah. big chunk of what they learned in fourth mm -hmm. grade, that was fourth grade that I taught history for is on Columbus. And I'm like, Really? Is this what you think my babies want to learn about? Like nothing, how, you know, what it was like for their forefathers, nothing. So everything that, that I taught them was literally from me saying, absolutely not. I'm going to tell you that Columbus mm -hmm. did not discover America. It's the biggest lie. It was here before you yeah. gave it. You know, I'm not yeah. going to tell you that. And if you don't like it, then, you know, but it is like a lot of, and a lot of times, the, the problem that we that I'm seeing in the class in the school system is teachers don't want to do that extra work. So you have some teachers just, just gonna be like, I'm gonna tell you what's in the book and keep right. it moving. And right. this goes to my next question to you guys. What can we do like this generation with all this knowledge that we're gaining slowly but gaining somewhat? How can we better our future kids so that they can know more and be more aware as to just where they're coming from? Because I feel like I wasn't prepared with that. And I mean, I wasn't born in America, right? None of us are born in America. We, we came here and we got the stories. But nonetheless, if you think about it, all we're all we're, we were all taken from Africa, as my mother, my grandmother loves to say. We were all taken from Africa and thrown in different parts of, you know, the Caribbean and America and so forth. So it's not like none of us are originally, right? from Jamaica or from America or wherever we are now. So how can we better educate our kids? Well, we gotta be better educated ourselves. <laughs> I mean, uh, I cannot educate my children if I'm not educated. So I'm not gonna give them piecemeal information. And I, I mean, I can, I can try to give them and they can ask the questions and I can try to do the research, etc. cetera. But um, gotta be educated. Um, I think a lot of the information, I, I think a lot of the information is like, I need to learn the history of blacks in America. And I think we from Jamaica learned still whitewashed information about the history of blacks in the Caribbean. It was still whitewashed, but we still learned about um, people that probably Amer Americans would not know. So, I mean, if you think about like nanny and etc., I don't think anybody in America is learning that stuff because it's the history of Jamaica. So I think my kids are very American. I mean, they're Jamaican too, obviously, because I'm Jamaican, but they're very American. So I need to educate myself on the history of black people in America. Um, and that includes the Juneteenth would fall under that. Um, and then, and of course, I'm not trying to be an expert on this. This is the other thing is that I feel like a lot of us are thinking that, okay, we need to be experts on this. We need to be in depth. We need to read every book. We, we need to make sure that we learn everything so we can pass it on to our kids. But I think just with everything else, we have to take baby steps. Um, and so educating ourselves first and then passing on to the information. So once information is coming into our into into the lives of our kids, for example, in my case, 
um, I need to do the research to see if that's real. You know, Christopher Columbus in, uh, discovered America is something that has been passed down from generation to generation. It's not even one of those stories that you can't say it's, it's Chinese telephone. It's the same stinking story that's been told from generation to generation. After a while, you got to be like, wait, is this story even real? Like, uh, what, what part of this is real? What part have they twisted to make it, you know, sound good, etc.? So doing the research, research as it's come up, etc. So with Juneteenth, the same thing, you know, I am just now finding out about this. I never knew about this before. So educating myself on what that is and then, you know, passing that on. Um, but as much as a whole, as, as I said, in, instead of like piecemeal, 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 but still can't, I can't learn everything all at once. So try my best to give it holistically, but still in small doses. I don't know if that made sense, but. Um, but I don't even think you're expected to learn all at once, right? Because I mean, really from all the other things that you have going on in your life. I don't think anyone is expected at this well, point to learn it all. Well, people are. You would say no because you're, people are. Like how, it's like, how do you, this is your, people are saying, right? This is your history. Why aren't you educated on it? Why, the information is out there. Why are you not educated about it? So they're expecting us to know because there i mean it's your history so yes you're in the same boat as me where you're like okay well i didn't know about this and i'm educating myself now but there are people who are like the information has been out there why why you ain't educate yourself before now so yes you're saying that but honestly don't you can't speak no, for i think it's a difference than i think it's a difference than being educated about something and being an expert about something right, right. i don't think you have to know everything about it to say you're educated about it like now i feel like i'm educated about it i at least know what it is and, and why it is you know what it is before i didn't even know the word existed you should have said so at least if my daughter right. to come to me now and say to me hey mommy juneteenth i can say well yeah you know back in the day when right. the white man <laughs> before i'd be like what's that baby you know so i i'm not an expert and i don't think i would ever become an expert but at right. least now I feel like I have some information that I can pass down. If right. she wants to be an expert, then by all means, really, go and read, you know? Yeah. What do you feel like Um, You know, I kind of feel like the best place to start is kind of like, we know we haven't been told the truth um, in large part. And we know a lot of things have been like, um, white explained and there's a lot of information out there that is not general knowledge and we have to do some work so i think if we start right there then at least we know that when facts come our way like misha said they tell you this story it's so nice and clean oh look the nina pinchon santa maria some <laughs> ships came that just brought me back to like primary right, school. at least no and if we if we at least tell our children that you know this is what we learn and we have to be reteaching ourselves and you can learn with us and have an interest i have an interest in my um history we all just need to have an interest and then you know educate ourselves like you're saying and you know this is not about Jamaica, but Misha mentioned it, and it is 
so true. Yeah. We don't get the history we get in Jamaica is a interesting piece of history, now. Like, do you know anything about Jamaica apart from the seven national heroes and their stories? And if you did some research, you'll know some of the pictures are not even them. And we have statues up and it's like in large part, not the actual person because those are pictures that are representations of other people and people aren't sure who they actually are. Right. And so if you think about it, did you really learn about slavery in Jamaica? No, we learned about some rebellions associated with some national heroes. Correct. Really learn about independence in Jamaica. We don't know Mm -hmm. nothing about our like most recent history like history stopped after 1962 like we don't learn anything about political history coming up it's really something mm-hmm. else i tell you i was in college when i first kind of got my oh, what 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 you know like taking black uh, black experience in america listen i used to come out of them class that what the decks in when they're showing us just like how they build the roads like i remember we're doing like we're looking at some highways in Rochester, New York, and how they build the roads and how people have to travel to go to work and how many people die on the, the highways going through people's neighborhood and have the picnic. And I'm like, like yeah. when we left those classes, I was like, livid, like, what kind of life this? And the same wow. thing with the people in Jamaica. So yeah. more disenfranchised neighborhoods. It might be all black people, but it's still the same kind of attitude. Um, the have and the have not, and so listen, y'all. Uh, no, no, I feel overwhelmed. Like so, I, last exactly. summer was hard, and I will say, I was like, well, if I have to get this on work, they're still sending bills. Like I still have to, like, you know, like if you still have to get up and do <laughs> daily tasks, of daily living, that you have to find a way to to yeah. to to detangle from it all because. It's been a year and everybody still had to show up to work every day, right? We still had to pay our if bills. If they had a job. You know, if I have to wake up and call me here, brush my teeth. Like, I'm just like, if we are to <laughs> engage in life, we do have to find a way to like balance it all yeah. and just try to figure out how much, how much we can take. Because, you know, if you look at these advocates out there doing the work, you're like, I see why, you know, like, I don't know. Hats off to them. I'm, yeah. Correct. I'm, I'm going to just keep trying. Correct. I support. I say donate. Advocate as far as you can, but it, it's, yeah. I don't know. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot, lot, but I think there's there's a lot we can do um, depending on what your interests are, depending on your capacity, right? It depends on a lot of things. But I think the one of the more valuable things we can do is to stay actively curious. Like I feel like sometimes it feels like a lot, so we just shut down. It's like, you know, whatever. Like, my life goes on. I got to pay my bills. I got to send my kids to school. I got to take care of my, my house. And all of those things are true. But I think until we have an innate curiousness about ourselves, that leads to a larger curiousness about our collective self. Right. Like I can't be concerned about the collective till I'm concerned about myself and curious about myself. Right. So I think in my mind, that's part of the more valuable pieces. Like there's a lot we can do. We can donate. We can march. We can create things that speak to rebellion and speak to truth. And there's so much we can do depending on your situation. 
But I think all of that starts with really being actively curious, not just I want to know more, but what are you going to do, right? Being active about that curiosity is so important because I feel like I know a lot of things. I'm not doing, I'm not doing something about all those things, right? So whatever that action looks like in your life is going to be different. But I do think we have to be curious and, and not shut things down. I feel like sometimes we are so, we get sort of ashamed of our history and of people that look like us sometimes that we shut things down. Like, oh no, they too black. Oh no, they too African. Oh no, they too, like, they too we want to be trapped. Like, it's like, you got to accept the spectrum. Yes. <laughs> can, we, can we talk about that? because you know like people like black let me not let me not even start people love black excellence whatever that look like but they don't want now they now now they're talking about people with hair bonnets like they just don't want us to be us something about us Correct. is offensive it's not good enough it's not pristine it's not elegant because right. when we talk about bonnets then they'll be talking about we're loud then they'll be talking about we on the street dancing. Meanwhile, when they're ready to commercialize and sell us back that same stuff in like five years, it's going to be okay. Five years in like the 30 days, man. <laughs> right? The next se- spring season, people will have bonnets on, on in Paris. Okay. They're going to be buying 30 like, oh, days. Oh, yeah, the bonnets. Oh, yeah, the braids. That we don't like. But anyway. Yeah, I think we have to, ex- we have to accept that spectrum ourselves first. Because I think when you value yourself, nobody can tell you what's worthy, you know? Yeah. So I feel like I, I see that. I've seen that journey myself and I see it in those around me that we go through like inching of how much we accept ourselves and how much we accept others. And sometimes that shifts. Like I'll see first generation college students start making a couple dollars and now the hood feel crazy. No, you grew up in the hood. It's the same hood. Nothing's mm-hmm. changed except that now you have a different type of access. But those families, that was you. That was you and your family a decade ago or two decades ago. So I think I, my struggle is like there has to be an acceptance of the spectrum of us. You know, and not to say we're going to be okay with nonsense because nonsense is never okay. Like being disrespectful, all that stuff, that sits in another bucket. That's not acceptable. But understanding that if somebody shows up not looking like your corporate black person, that person is still worthy of respect Mm -hmm. and acknowledgement and validation and right. All the things. So Um, I think we struggle with that. I I really do think that's that's pretty What's that Shaw? I was gonna say Shaw was, was saying, saying that she I had, had to, to learn, learn that but I think I agree I think um because we're in a space where we have been able to deal with the trauma um then it's a little easier for us to identify that and learn that but a lot of people have not I mean they've pit us against each other from the inception of slavery I mean, mm-hmm. house nigga, feel nigga. So <laughs> just, just, uh, just like basic, just basic alone. So if you've had years on years on years on years on years of this um, and like 
generations of, of it being built into a, like a traumatic experience, it's hard to break that until you are, you are okay with addressing that trauma, uh, addressing mm -hmm. that it's not normal. It's not normal for you to go against someone because the society says so. Um, but we are becoming more, the information is now more, is, is more available. Um, and so we're becoming more educated on um, lots of things that have to do with, for example, trauma bonds and just trauma in general and how to deal with that and breaking the cycle. Um, but that all is also quite new. All of that is is not has not been readily available to our grandparents, for example. They had no idea about that. It was just they're trying to feed their their um, their kids. I mean, even conversations now with my grandmother about what it was like living in Jamaica when she was ten or mm -hmm. when she was just going into the workforce. And my idea of what it was, as opposed to what it really was for her, her experience is just so different. Um, and I, I just think that we are getting to a place where we um, can accept that the information is out there for us to be able to better ourselves and identify that there is a spectrum. There are people who think one way, think another way, and it's okay to fall somewhere on the on the spectrum and those people are still acceptable and the other people are still acceptable because we they've taught us that that's not the case you either fall in line or it's yeah. not i, I mean so. listen I, there's a lot of things at play i think it like anything else it can be very complex i do think a lot of that starts with understanding full history right and not starting history at slavery but starting history at the beginning of history Correct. and so it's like, how do you inform your perspective fully, right? Because slavery is its own timeline, but there was a whole timeline before slavery, right? And what does that mean for us as individuals and what that means for us as people? I think that's part of the healing, a large part of the healing, right? Because it's like, you can't, know where your capacity lies until you know where you've been right and so i feel like if if there is there's often very like there's this like connection to okay slavery is where the story starts and it's like well no you, our capacity isn't in slavery our capacity is in great civilization that's yeah. the height of our capacity right and so i am often frustrated by this lack of interest in full history and really understanding where we come from and what our true lineage is and how it unfolds today. So will we make time for those things? You know, all of those things are personal decisions, but they very much impact how we live it's and lot. how we perceive ourselves and perceive others. So it's a lot. Yep. And as no, we are, as we are even living, people are experiencing their own personal traumas. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> learning about the history of time, not the history of time, but as you said, you know, before even slavery, learning about 
where your mm-hmm. people are from and you know the transformation and the traumas that we went to through as a people even not even just individually as a people is important but it can feel very overwhelming it can and i will this is the last thing i'll say about it i feel like sometimes it's like why because i i've had these thoughts and i had to resolve them in my own way like why is it important for me to know these things they happened so long ago right like why don't i just start where i am right now and you could but you're missing out on such critical information as to why you exist the way you do in the space you do if you don't know it, it feels so overwhelming, but I'm, I, there's this quote that is always in the back of my head. Uh, the historian's name is John Henry Clark, and he said, all of history is a current event. And it is absolutely true. Yeah. There's nothing you can talk about today that doesn't have a historic perspective as to why it exists the way it exists right now. So it's like, we can avoid the work, but there's no way around the work. You're going to have to get through the work. You have to go through it. There's no shortcut. There's no, I'm going to get the cliff note version. Yeah. You got to, there's no way around it. There's just no way around it. I agree. I have to agree with you, Misha, when you said it's overwhelming sometimes. It, it is. And and for people like myself who gets very emotional and very, um, like I, I literally submerge myself into stuff like this, I, I have to take I have to pretty much allow myself to do it in small doses because I don't want to be the one to go blow up a, a police station or something like that. <laughs> like, I have to really, and I'm being like, listen, you know, it's good to know yourself. I yeah. have to do it in, with small dosage. I, I can't, I know personally, I can't just overwhelm myself with too much information because I will, I will lose my mind. And, um, and nobody wants to see that. And and with all that you guys just said, you actually did address um, my last question that I had. So before we before we you know wrap this up, just just quickly, is there anything that you guys are planning for this coming Juneteenth? Um, if you're anything like me, I know last year I was so super excited. I ordered matching shirts for the family, and we did nothing but took pictures. But we had our matching shirts. <laughs> Um, and this year, I'm like, we have to find somewhere to go, guys. We have matching shirts. You know, I'm sure Elizabeth, Elizabeth shirts may not get to fit her anymore, but we have to do something. Uh, so, any plans that you guys have for this Juneteenth? No, I don't have any plans. I'm just gonna be here being black. I mean, I don't know if I need to make other plans, but it's gonna be a blackity black day. Um, black. Gary, open up the grill, Gary. I'll bring my salad over and I'll match your Juneteenth shirt and we can okay. have a little barbecue. All right, together. Listen. You have a watermelon. Oh, my gosh. And will come on down and, well, Misha will be there in spirit. Oh, God. <laughs> a celebration of blackness. <laughs> Any plans, Char? I thought we just made a plan. What's going on? <laughs> my bad. My bad. My bad. We're going to be in that glorious sunshine that Carrie's sitting up in right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> my bad. But ladies, this was, this was good. This was good. I, um, I truly enjoy our little chat. I truly enjoy the, the knowledge that we're able to just impart on each other. And I really hope that those who are listening, to just take some time out to just think about 
you and 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 just your knowledge of your history and and how much you're doing and and how you're spreading the knowledge that you know and what you don't know how much you're trying to educate yourself um and 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 make a stand do something about it uh, we have we have, we have come so far we have so much more so much further to go but it's still you know we have made some headway but we are not half where we need to be um we not only should celebrate Juneteenth, but I also think we should commemorate the day. Um, for too many years, African-Americans have been working to prove that they're good enough. Um, it, <clears throat> it took years for this country to elect an African-American president. And we all know just how hard that was um, for that to happen. Some may say we are heading in the right direction, okay. but there is still much work to be done. Um, celebrate and support black businesses. And that's something that I can say I I have been trying to do. Um, I don't know if you guys are all aware. I know Carrie definitely know about the black owned business on um, um, Facebook that I know Carrie's very active in. Um, we, I try to support them as much as I possibly can. I think we should definitely try to support more Black-owned businesses. Um, celebrate Black successes. Um, initiate and, 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 and do advancements. Whatever we can do, I think we should um, help out each other. Uh, I, Carrie said, Carrie have a, po a quote on her Instagram page. I saw it today and I was like, this is cute. I really, really like it. And I don't mean cute like cute. I mean, it's, it's powerful. Um, you know, whatever door you go through when you, when you get to the top, don't just close it behind you. Keep it open for somebody else to, to make that step too. And I really like that, Carrie. I thank you for sharing that. Um, use your voice to promote change. And most of all, be the change. Ladies, any closing remarks that you'd like to make before we wrap up? Mm, I don't have any. I mean, I, as always, have uh, learned a lot um, about things, you know, I, I always feel supported in this group about my lack of knowledge or my aim to be more knowledgeable. So that's always great. But yeah, I'm just trying to learn more. I'm try trying to be more blackity black, but you know. <laughs> Blackity black, whatever that is, right? Yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> I think we all have a Jamaican background. There's all of the American history that we just we don't know. And unless we mm -hmm. we were told about it or something happened like last year that brought on new information, we um we're not gonna readily just run out there and try to find that information. But I think I think we should try, try. Again, we're not gonna all be expert on every black history that's out there but i think we should definitely have enough information for our babies and our, our nieces and nephews so that they can be more knowledgeable than we were um that's my opinion what about you Shar? my takeaway is definitely like me trying to engage and learn more i have always been curious but I think as I got older I got a little bit more actively you know curious and interested and um I just hope to continue to um like take up space <laughs> as a black person 
um, in America um, and become educated and informed about history of my people in Jamaica as well. I love to read um, about Jamaican um, history when I can find things, but also here um, in this country, because, uh, you know, as, as bad as things are, you know, there's a lot of activity with respect to civil rights happening here, you know, that probably needs to happen in Jamaica that's not. So I just feel like there's a lot to learn about myself a lot to learn about American history and Black American history. And I'm just gonna keep like small doses, like so says that I endorse small doses and I endorse learning not only, you know, like Carrie was saying, not only about um, slavery, learn about your culture yeah. or practices or history and, you know, our language and all of those wonderful things that we brought with us. Um, to this side of the world and all the resilience and learn about where we're coming from and our ancestors, right? Um, I think that's equally important because yes, great civilizations, you know, we're coming from kings and queens. It's not, right. it's not a myth. It's not something that people are saying to engender some kind of value. We are valuable. Yep. Mm -hmm. Why does King get why to and pick me up? Because yep. take up Steve. Come on, people. Let's get it. Let's get into it. Listen, there's a lot of value here. We built we built our civilization and we came over here and built theirs. That's correct. With nothing. I, I always I always say that with minimum of everything, we're able to do it. We're smarter than we think. And that's one thing that my, my, my mom always said, say to me, um, why do you think they're scared? Because <laughs> they know that if we were to ever truly understand just how much we know or just how smart we are, if we were to ever truly understand our worth, we'll be unstoppable. And I, I, I believe that. I think if as a race, as a culture, we were to ever truly tap into our true potential, it's a wrap. And with that, it's a wrap. <laughs> I do want to thank you ladies for spending the time with us. I want to thank um, all our listeners for just listening and, and spending the time with us. We really hope that you've learned something and that you would apply something to your own personal life and, and share the information. Don't forget, as always, to like, su subscribe, <laughs> and share until next time I am Sophia bye bye everyone <laughs> bye guys friends that's all for today's episode of Relationship Pasa Pasa thanks so much for joining us today you could have been anywhere in the virtual world but you were here with us we hope you join us again in two weeks for our next dose. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast on wherever you find and listen to podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. So you never miss an episode. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend. You can also connect with us on Instagram at Relationship Pasa Pasa, all one word, if you are on the social media situations. We can't wait to hear from you. 
Like seriously, we can't wait to hear what you think about our episode and also connect with us about topics you'd like to hear us discuss. Thank you again for listening. Until next time, walk good.